This is a special day. Al-Yawm Al-Azhar, he calls it, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the most shining day. Why is it the most shining day? Hadith, Rawal al-Imam Muslim on Abi Hurairah radiallahu an, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, Khayru yawmin tala'at alayhi shamsu yawmul jumu'ah. Fihi khalaq Allahu Adam, wa fihi adkhalahu al-jannah, wa fihi akhrajahu minha, wa la taqumu sa'atu illa yawmul jumu'ah. He says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the sound hadith, the sun never rises. Today, alhamdulillah, we have sunshine over a day that is better than the day of Friday. On this day, Allah created Adam. And on this day, Allah brought him into the garden. And on this day, Allah brought him out of the garden. And the hour shall not come except on a Friday. Special. It seems to be about Adam, alayhi salam. When we gather, we gather as Bani Adam. The Jumu'ah is the congregation of his, uh, of his seed, his Dhurriyah. We are brought together as we were together in him at the beginning when he was created on the Friday. Interesting how different our texts are, but similar to those of the Ahl al-Kitab, book of Genesis. Maybe some of you know the story, creation in seven days. We say also, sabati ayyam, of course, but it's different. Famously, on the seventh day, God rested. He was tired, it seems he rested. They have different interpretations for this. We do not have this in Al-Qur'an. Instead, istawa lil-arsh. He settled on the throne, the heavens establishing demonstrating his majesty, his control for all time over every single atom that he has made on each of those days. He is the sovereign Lord. He is not tired. <clears throat> Drowsiness, sleep, do not overtake him. He is the Lord of the throne. Then if you look at those texts in Genesis, they have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creating different things and different days. And on the Friday, if you accept that as being the sixth day, that is indeed when Adam السلام, is created. And when the animals are created, every cattle and every creeping thing that dwells upon the earth on Friday is the day when life is made. And Adam is part of that life, part of this balance. The day of Friday is the day of life. The affirmation of the miracle of the biological world, that is the day when we get together for dhikrullah, to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the festival of Adam, the festival of life. And we are called upon in this time when life itself is under such threat to be the upholders of life, to live healthy lives, to feed our children with healthy food. These are obvious things but more responsibly, more profoundly, to defend the principle of life itself, which recollects the divine name Al-Hayy. There is in this world Al-Hayat al-Dunya, the life of this world. We are called upon as the Khulafa, descendants of Adam alayhi salam, to be the custodians, the trustees, the upholders, the defenders of the principle of life itself. Another thing 
today. They call it Black Friday. <laughs> Black Friday. This never used to be a thing in England. It's very recent. I think Amazon and the Amazon warriors are responsible for bringing this American aid to our shores. I was in a shop yesterday on King's Parade and people were talking about Black Friday and Thanksgiving and where could they get a turkey and strange. Thanksgiving was the Puritan festival started in 1621 in the Plymouth Plantation when they brought in their first harvest from land that they'd taken from the local population and they gave thanks. Well, Ida shook her, that's not such a bad thing. Uh, if you're a descendant of the Puritans, maybe if you're from the Native Americans, you're not quite so happy to give thanks at the whole Columbus episode, but they give thanks, not a bad thing. But that we should be celebrating it in this country when they were giving thanks for escaping from this country, something very strange is happening. I just listened. Where could they get their Thanksgiving turkey? And then the day after that, Black Friday, it's become a big thing even for people in this ummah, not just people with shops, but people who like to spend time in shops, more perhaps than they should. Uh, and remember Allah is saying, on Friday specifically, Wadarul Bayah. Friday is not the Sabbath. You can buy and sell at other times on Friday. That's fine, the bazaars are open, this is fine. Islam is taysir, it's easier than many of the earlier revelations, alhamdulillah, because of the rahmah that was shown to the Holy Prophet wasallam, that is manifested in every single one of the teachings of the Sharia which he brought. But Black Friday, it even sounds ominous. Why do they call it this? Black is, in their imaginative universe, something negative. You think of, there was a film, Black Sunday, which I dimly remember, which was a horror film. There was Black September. People in the Middle East may remember Black September. It was ominous, terrible thing. Civil war in Jordan, Black September. There's a Black Monday. Black Monday, some of you may remember it, it was the worst massacre ever of the Palestinians in Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, may Allah return it to its rightful custodians, the believers in all of the prophets of the city, those who have the most natural right to that place. Settlers breaking in, carrying a foundation stone for building the temple on the site of the mosque, the Palestinians protest, of course, the whole Muslim ummah was on tenterhooks. What was going to happen? Uh -huh. Palestinians protested, the soldiers and the police opened fire. 17 Palestinians received shahada. We will say yes, it was shahada, it was martyrdom. Many others received life-changing injuries. And the shahada are buried next to Shadad bin Aus or Bada ibn al-Samit. And some of the truly great sahaba who were buried next to the haram in Al-Quds. And they call it Black Monday, of course. But now we have Black Friday. <laughs> what are we to make of this? And we are not immune. If you go to the Gulf now, you'll find that in that shopping centre directed culture that they seem to love, they don't call it Black Friday, they call it Yellow Friday, and I don't know why. But it's the same thing. And why, do the, why is it called Black Friday originally? Because the police in New York said this is the worst day of the year in terms of incidents. Crowds of crazy people, like herds of donkeys, pushing into the shops, Macy's and the others, after the festival in order to buy stuff doing their tawaf and doing their sa'i around to buy this and to buy that and to spend their money and a lot of security incidents, a lot of ambulance sirens, Black Friday. 
well, we can feel superior, but this is usually not good for us. Instead, what are we here for? As the Holy Quran is rahmatun wa shifa, a mercy and a healing, we too should be a mercy and a healing. We are not monks, we are not people with nothing in the bank. We have families. We are told that nasiba kamin al dunya, your portion of the dunya is appropriate. This is the way of balance. Islam is the middle way. You can go to the shopping center. You just shouldn't be trampled underfoot when you're trying to get a new plasma screen. This is not the balance that is required. So if we're asking for balance in the aftermath of the failed climate change talks last week in Egypt, and unfortunately they did fail, this mizan, what is this balance? We're not saying be a monk, live in a cave, avoid it, but we're also not saying overconsumption is killing the planet. Remember David Attenborough's recent nature series. What did he call it? He'd done Frozen Planet and some others. This one he called Perfect Planet. The more he sees of the amazingness of this green and blue ball floating in the absence of space, the more he sees its perfection. Every species is a wonder. It's all dazzling. Millions upon millions of species historically acting serenely with each other sustainably. For hundreds of thousands of years, for millions of years, for billions of years, balance. Mizan, perfect planet. And then the last episode is what? Well, it's man, human beings, disrupting things in a few short years because we no longer have the principle of balance. We're no longer an ummah amongst the other ummah of the other created orders in life. Instead, we are predators, exploiters. Chicken farms look like concentration camps. Everything is out of balance. And as a result, we ourselves are killing ourselves and threatening not just the life of the other species. Umamun anthalukum, the Quran calls them nations like yourselves. Uh, but instead, even risking our own lives. Climate change is so bad that we're kind of noticing that it's going to affect us. Even some of the politicians are waking up and we will say, balance, please. This is the Quranic understanding. Is the Holy Quran not the book of life? Have you ever seen a holy scripture that was more full, filled with perfect planet themes? Was the holy prophet وسلم, not the man of nature when he received the drink of the milk on the mi'raj and he was told hudita lil fitra he's not going to take the wine the symbol of corruption and the wrongness that can afflict the mind he chooses the milk this is the ummah of islam the ummah of balance some of the most ecstatic and beautiful and moving and heart melting passages of the holy quran are when we are invited to consider nature and our balanced belongingness as Bani Adam, as, Allah, as Allah's Khulafa, in this amazing, extraordinary, infinitely unlikely, but certainly existent thing that he has created, so full of wonders. Ar-Rahman. How does that surah begin? Ar-Rahman. Allama al-Qur'an. Khalaq al-Insan. Allamahu al-Bayan. Al-Shamsu wal-Qamaru bi-Husban. Well, 
ألا تطغوا في الميزان وأقيموا الوزن بالقسط ولا تخسروا الميزان والأرض وضعها للأنام فيها فاكهة والنخل ذات الأكمام والحب ذو العصف والريحان فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان صدق الله العظيم Hearing these words is like watching a firework display. Never such extraordinary beauty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking in his most beautiful way about the most beautiful world which he has made for his most beautiful creatures, Bani Adam, and he's speaking to us. Ar-Rahman, he announces that all of this is the gift from his mercy. He didn't have to make it. Out of his mercy, he gave each of us breath. Out of his mercy, he breathed into the clay that was Adam. Out of his mercy, he created the heavens and the earth. And out of his mercy, he sent Nabi Rahmah, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rahmah upon Rahmah upon Rahmah upon Rahmah. And yet we're kind of busy with our phones, fighting in the shops. Uh, John Lewis, extra security, it's not the Mizan, is it? What does he say in this? Ar-Rahman, uh, he taught the Qur'an, he created man. And he taught him speech. That's a lot of blessings already. And the sun and the moon for reckoning. And the stars and the trees are prostrate. And you must not, he then says, you must not disrupt the balance. He made the heavens high. And establish the balance. Do not disrupt the balance. Establish what is balanced, the due balance, the scales justly, and do not give short measure. And the earth, he made it expansive for the creatures, for the livestock. In it are fruits and palm trees with spreading branches and grain with husks and sweet basil, which is it of the blessings of your Lord that you will deny? Well, that is the ultimate rhetorical question. What can we do? We shrivel and say, not one. Not one of those blessings on a perfect planet, that extraordinary balance in the midst of a chaotic and outrageous universe full of extreme temperatures and exploding galaxies. Ha, this, this world which he has created for us in balance, he says, do not disrupt that balance. But episode five of Perfect Planet, uh, there is Benny Adam, forgetful, greedy, disruptive, listening to Iblis, filling the oceans with plastic and the sky with uh, gases. I was in China, where they make so much of the stuff that we fight each other to buy on Black Friday. You couldn't really see the sky. It was kind of a gray-yellow color. You wanted to choke. It's the price we pay. And that air is blowing this way. It's a single Earth, a single planet, a single sphere. We are all in this together. But it has to be the responsibility of this Ummah, the Ummah of life, the Ummah of Yawm al-Jumu'ah, to be restrained. The governments will promise more photovoltaic arrays. 
They will promise more carbon substitution. They will promise and they will promise. Maybe some of those promises will come to pass, but it's not likely to solve this imbalance. Instead, we just need to be less greedy. We need less bayah, less buying and selling. Not only on Jummah, but generally, we need to return to the balance. A balanced lifestyle, not a product addiction. Not this crazy consumerism that is filling the beaches of the world with plastic bottles. This is not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us for. Instead, balance. Holding the hand back. I don't need to go shopping today. I don't need to go to the shopping center. I've got an old sofa. I will keep that and I won't go to John Lewis and buy a new one so that the old one will be chucked away and rot away in some landfill along with the other million sofas that people keeping up with fashion are throwing away this year. I'll stay with my old sofa. I will make and mend. That's the real solution. The problem is greed, shahwa. We want too much. And the world, which is an increasingly secular world, only has that to offer. They're only creating new secular festivals. There's a Black Friday, but there's no new religious thing anywhere. This is all they have left. And the old religious festivals, Whitsun, Michaelmas, and Candlemas, and St. Catherine's Day, that 100 years ago were important, they don't even remember their names, but Black Friday is where they're at. So we need to deal with this as people of rahmatun wa shifa, mercy and healing. And we need to consider the lifestyle of the chosen one, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the man who has given the milk on the mi'raj, the man of fitrah, the man who was with the animals, could communicate in this mysterious way with the animals. Huh? The Holy Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who was angry when somebody took a chick out of a nest somewhere when they were on a journey, this Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, must be the solution. The rahmah and the shifa can only come through following this sunnah. Not distraction with dunya stuff that we must one day leave behind, but upholding the responsibilities of Bani Adam to be part of the balance of creation. Consider how he lived, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we are ashamed of our consumer enthusiasms. Famous Turkish poet, Hajja Bayram Veli from Ankara, has one poem, but it's only one has been preserved of him, even though he was so instrumental in converting so many people and bringing so much Tauber to the people of Turkey 600 years ago. Ah. The Holy Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he recalls the hadith, Al-Faqru Fakhri, poverty is my pride. Al-Faqru Fakhri, Al-Faqru Fakhri, Demademi Alam Larin Fakhri. It's very famous. You heard on the radio all the time in Turkey. It's well known. Everybody in Turkey loves Hajjah Bayram. And he says of the Holy Prophet, وسلم, poverty is my pride. Poverty of my pr is my pride. Did he not speak that, the one who is of all the worlds the pride? Remember his poverty. Remember his poverty. Uh, and my heart is full of brokenness. Uh, and nothingness, when I remember how he was, living in balance, giving to others. Another poet from Egypt says, Zalamtu sunnata man ahya zalama ila anishtakat qadamahu al-durra min warami 
وشد من صغب أحشاءه وطوى تحت الحجارة كشحا مطرف الأدم وراودته الجبال الشم من ذهب عن نفسه فأراها أيما الشمم وأكدت زهته فيها ضرورته إن الضرورة لا تعدو على العصم وكيف تدعو إلى الدنيا ضرورة من لولاه لم تخرج الدنيا من العدم محمد سيد الكونين والثقلين والفريقين من عرب ومن عجم It's part of a greater poet, poem but so many know these lines millions and millions love these lines huh? The poet is saying, having lived with princes in the court, he is saying, I have wronged the sunnah of the one who gave life to the night in prayer until his feet were swollen. His feet complained of swelling. And the one who tied a flat stone to his belly because of his hunger. The one who the mountains offered to turn to gold for his sake, but he just turned his noble back on them. And how can he be brought into the world and invited to the world when the world was brought into being for him? Muhammad is the master of the two worlds and the two kinds of men and of jinn. And the poem goes on. It's ecstatic and beautiful. And we reflect on this. We cannot live up to his simple lifestyle to his dealing with dates and water and dry bread day after day. But we remember that ours is not a religion of overconsumption. Ours is not the religion that feels comfortable in this mad world of consumer addiction that is destroying uh, the earth on which we walk and the air which we breathe and the water which we drink. No, this initiative has to come from this ummah. And we have to be led, even though he is no longer physically amongst us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, by our leader. قائد الغر المحجلين سيدنا محمد عليه أفضل الصلاة والتسليم He is the solution to the climate crisis and each one of us has to join his caravan أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين إنه هو الغفور الرحيم